Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're a riot or a fart, from daydreaming to stomach versus heart, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's got a son, and you're just not coping. It's my co-host, Evan. I know his name. I'd recognize him on the street, and I don't love him. It's my co-host, Saker. I feel like your intros are getting meaner and meaner <laughs> for me. Well, I don't... I wouldn't say I love you. I like you a lot, my man. You wouldn't and I say will reward you love you. me? I, mean, I love you. Oh, well. I this feel... is that toxic masculinity bullshit that's no, creeping I mean, into your life. It's like it's like when you're hanging out with a bud and then they introduce you as like their best friend. That like puts a lot more pressure on the relationship, I think. I suppose so. I wouldn't do you think that love is equated to I would no. not say you're my best friend. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I'd say we're pretty close friends. I would say we're very close. Yeah, I mean I would make you a best man at my wedding if I got married. <laughs> a best man a best man wait 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 a, a groomsman. groomsman yes groomsman yeah you wouldn't be my best man you'd be my perfect third best man. best man's a lot of <laughs> although i am really good at giving wedding speeches well then maybe you are my best man maybe i was uh, would maybe i be I your groomsman a, at this point in time yeah, yeah absolutely really absolutely all right well then yeah. it sounds like we love each other i suppose wait what so what where's love for you like what 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 i don't know there's a there's like a there's like a a, a interstitial space between love and like i think like i don't know I th- i'd say for me love is, I don't, tell me th- this did you say a, something and now you're doubling down on it there's, no okay. there's like okay. a, there's like a chemical there's a chemical aspect to love for me really either romantic or like filial or um you know patri- patrial like because i feel love for my son i uh-huh. feel love for my partner and that's really about that's it that's an exhaustive list of the people you love uh, that I feel love for. Like, I feel like that is much akin to love for other people. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting by on a semantic. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's it's hard to describe. Uh-huh. It certainly is. Um, so, yeah, maybe I do love you, Hisaker. <laughs> like, I don't... It's... I talk to you into it, which is what all creeps do. No, 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 Talk no. someone into loving them. <laughs> no, I think it's... It, that's sort of what you do, though, is you pick a position and you see if it can hold water, and if it doesn't, then you're like, oh, well, I guess I was wrong. That's so, fair. You know what? I was wrong, Saker. I love you. I love you, too. God, I can't believe this is the first time we said it is on the air. Wow. So, okay, then let me do redo my opening line. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is the exhaustive list now your partner, your son, and me? No, no, because I had to record. I had to recategorize all my close okay. friends as people I love. Got it. Okay. I was hoping I was in on the inner circle now, but go ahead. Re- do your first oh, line. I don't have a, okay. Uh, do you want me to do the whole intro again? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. Do okay. That. Great. It's been. It's been. It's been. It's been. It's been. Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you gasp or squeal, from little tiny song to keeping it real, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. <laughs> He's got a son and you're just... <laughs> He's got a son and you're just not coping, it's my co-host, Evan. If I have a shred of doubt, then he's totally worth it. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> I changed my line for you. You changed your line for me. That's, that's what love is. You have a son and I can't cope with I it. I want you to show me. I want to know what love is. Oh. Uh, and I think you just showed me. I think I did. <laughs> yeah, it's a close affection. Yeah. Um, Evan, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just going to... Oh, it's, sorry. <laughs> I was talking into the wrong microphone, Ev. <laughs> it's hard for me to keep them straight when we have this microphone-shaped Best Music Podcast in Columbus Award. Yeah. Wow. Last episode, we talked about whether we were going to win it or not, and guess what we did? We did win. We did, yeah. I so guess like it wasn't really. of like the best Belgian podcast. <laughs> Basically, there were the, there were like five people in our category, and they I looked up 
all of them, of course. Mm -hmm. And I think two of them hadn't posted episodes in like a year and a half. So they were 100% defunct. I swear one might have been a church hymns podcast. Hey, a comedy church hymns podcast? Oh, music. Music. Oh, yeah. That's, That's the other thing is that. We're a comedy podcast that is sort of a music podcast. Were we in the right category? I think we were in the right category. I don't think we could have won the comedy podcast. Who won? I don't even know if there was a comedy. There was. Really? And it was, of course, Squanch, Squanch. our new arch enemy. <laughs> oh. Who? Whiskey Business. We're oh, coming for you. Whiskey Business. That's right. Yeah. Um, whiskey Business, officially our number one arch enemy now. Yes. He's a man who drinks whiskey and has a podcast. That's, That's his whole no. deal. <laughs> I do you think we he, are throwing major shade? We are throwing shade, but what the fuck? It's our podcast. Yeah. Do you think he stuffed the box? I would find it hard to believe that a podcast with like forty iTunes reviews beat a podcast. This is not our podcast. A different podcast, yes. Crypto Naturalist, with literally hundreds of iTunes reviews and positive and like with uh yeah with a Twitter following of millions of people and I, I think hundreds of thousands. But yeah, millions. <laughs> Yeah, I find that very hard to believe. Whiskey business. Whiskey. The best podcast of the year. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, but next year, we're going to for best podcast of the year. We're going to topple them both. I'm going to vote every day, seven times a day, different computers. Um, why not? Because then that would be empty. That's an empty win. If you what steal, do I give if you a shit? I want more trophies, Evan. Well, we're going to get another one next year if they do it. Uh, yeah, maybe we will. Maybe the, we will. The podcasting well here isn't isn't. It's deep. pretty dry. Maybe we should start nominating ourselves for other online podcasting awards. Yeah, great. <laughs> the eye roll he gave me was tremendous. <laughs> a very, very large it, I mean, eye Does roll. it make you feel a lot better? What? Getting up awards? Yeah. Yes. Having okay. people stroke my head and tell me I'm a good boy? Uh, a That's smart boy. my number one dream in a life. Pretty boy? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, whatever. Okay. If, you do, if you're willing to do all the work, I will also not do any work. Evan. <laughs> That's our relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not true. You do so much work for this podcast. You come over for three hours a week. You write notes. Mm-hmm. There's more you do, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. You emailed Carrie Poppy one time. <laughs> you got Benjamin R. Harrison on our podcast. I did. That's a big get. That I was guess. a huge get. People loved it. I've asterisk. I've never heard feedback about that episode. <laughs> much like all of our episodes. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, he was great. I loved him. Benny, if you're listening, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Come on back. We love you, buddy. Um, anyway, I just wanted to tell the listeners thank you if you voted for us, you good people. I I yeah, thank you. You. I really really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and I got to eat an entire euro during the award ceremony. Yeah, during our speech, <laughs> Evan put a euro in his pocket, held it until that point, and then he ate a euro while I thanked each of the Brannigan ladies by name, and then the seventh Brannigan lady, God. God. Um. And I truly think that that summarizes our podcast in a nutshell. Euros and religion. Those what? poor those poor interviewers. They didn't know what hit them. Oh, my. I wish those were posted somewhere. I haven't been able to, be able to find them yet. They called us onto the red carpet to give us a, a post-award interview. How do you feel about this? Good. <laughs> uh, where can people find your podcast? Everywhere. Internet. <laughs> Inter- oh, internet. That's what it was. What's your podcast about? Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit more about your podcast? It's a podcast about <laughs> bare naked ladies. I wasn't trying to be shitty. I wanted to be funny and t- short, but maybe I did come off as a shithead. Probably. I think you came off as super awkward and I just fed off that energy. I think we were just playing people who were really uncomfortable on the red carpet. I like that. Those could be our new characters. That could be characters we play. Hey, Ev. Yeah. You want to get to this week's song? Maybe. <laughs> this week's song is called Maybe Kitty. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Boy, boy, koi, toy. I'll set the metronome. 
Okay, Ev. Yeah. I'll set the fucking metronome. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I love that intro yeah, so much. Yeah, the intro interstitial was a delight. It's so fucking batshit, right? Yes. And then the, it it feeds into like the organ slash synth parts, which I, I really that's that like that organ synth is so like late '90s early aughts for me that like it Im- hearing that immediately places a song in, in like a time frame. Really? Me. Yeah. For me, that it was like a calliope or some weirdo, yeah. but it, it very much grounded it in like the like children's music of the '70s to me. Hmm. Um, I did not hear like. What, what what songs use that sort of organy? I'm trying to think. Like or, I'm talking about as it feeds into the actual song itself, where it's got, it's like this keyboard sort of. Oh, just like a, sh- a weird dumb intro that has nothing to do with the song that has like a goofy. Yeah, sure. I feel like a lot of '90s songs <laughs> did that, um, which is why there were a lot of like album cut and radio cut yeah. of a lot of songs from the '90s. Yeah, uh, and they always use like weird sort of public access, public domain sort of sound <laughs> clips. I wonder where that I'll set the metronome is from. Why isn't there a Google for sounds? Why isn't there a Google Sound-gle. for sounds? Google. Yeah. Where did this sound come from? <laughs> hey, Google, tell me tell me about this sound. <laughs> you almost yeah, just said woo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what Google would say. Like, sure. I'm sorry, I can't find anything exactly. I'm checking for other sounds. How about a woo-hoo-hoo? I love that Google... Gives you like updates as it, oh, I'm sorry I can't find. Hang on one sec. I'm gonna try to find <laughs> no. something else. Google should be more put upon. Google should. That's uh, like you see those um like the shows where they're like high wire acrobats and yeah. they've got their they've got their um routine down like on point, but they'll specifically do like a mess up like a to just to remind oh, the audience how hard it is. Sure. So like I was watching this like clip that did it and it's this guy who will, like jump he jumps down like 30 feet under this high wire and like catches himself and you know something amazing, but he specifically he like flubs it a little bit every yeah. time so oh. like he looks like he's about to fall off yeah then, but they just like did they did like 60 clips of him just doing the exact same sure. move so you know you just got to remind the audience sometimes how hard it is and google's do that it's like hey oh, god <laughs> <laughs> you know okay okay for you i'm gonna go look extra hard <laughs> i wish i wish google made sounds of exertion as yeah. you were, oh god where is it i know i had it earlier sound 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 sounds okay okay google you got this you got this google <laughs> Um, there's They're just a, too efficient. There's a great album uh, by a band called... Uh, oop, I can't remember. It's called, Oops All Berries. <laughs> Oops All Berries. Called Perfect People Are Boring. Oh, Kieran McMullen. Perfect People Are Boring. Great album. Great. Right? Because if he did it perfect every time, it would be boring. The right. crowd wouldn't be into it. You gotta grab them. Right. Gotta grab them. My students... Again, I teach tech to middle schoolers. I'm giving out a lot of information about myself. I hate doing that. Uh-oh. They don't understand Google Foo at all. So, like... What? Like, they... You would think I thought these are digital natives. They now. were born on the internet, right? Right. But like, if if you ask them to Google something, they'll type into Google like, uh, okay, I want you to find uh, what what colors does this car come in? Google what colors does the 1984 road dragster come in? Like, they won't just do like colors 1984 road mm-hmm. drag. Oh, number one, this is what I think a car is: road dragster, <laughs> because I have no conceptualization of automobiles. Giant bird. They'll always give like. Uh, sentences to Google instead huh. of just keywords. Do you I think that's because them. they are around like Alexa a lot? Sort of I thing? think it's possible. I'll tell you another thing they don't know. Boy, mm. we're already so far off from maybe Katie. That's okay. Another thing they don't know is how to save a file in a folder because they're all on iPads uh, and iPhones. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. all they do is click save and it's mm-hmm. saved, right? So I'll be like, you got to save it into your folder or else you won't know where it is. They'll be like, I don't know. That's, that's one thing. And generally I'm tech, technologically forward, but sure. I think that every iteration we get of 
of like like uh, front pages and and uh, um, operating systems makes it makes it less makes it more easy to use, yep. but at the same time makes you less aware of what's actually going on behind the scenes. That's exactly right. So like, I mean, I, I don't want to go back to the days of fucking DOS prompts, but like, you know, knowing where something is on a computer and how the files sure. relate to each other, and that was that's frustrating me about my new Microsoft system is I have to like literally type the file name and I can't go like browsing for it. As really? Easy, as easily? Oh, bizarre. Okay. Yeah, I can't just like dig into the nuts and bolts of the computer. But yeah, I always find the term digital native funny because uh, surely they are digital natives. They were born with it and into mm-hmm. it, but they it's it's so second nature to them they don't know almost what they're doing well, it's like, like if i tried to explain yeah. to somebody how to breathe like, well, like the app the app culture is sort of like point and grunt right sure like you just you know there's an app for that okay <laughs> yeah i did it yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right exactly right? and that's that's i think by and large a good thing because yeah. you know it gives makes technologically techno- technology more accessible to people which right. is always fine right yeah and uh you know but i don't know yeah you accessibility should, is important yeah i think you should uh, that's sort of a double-edged sword sure that. sure just like katie just like katie maybe technology maybe not technology here's my question we mm-hmm. talked about the first four seconds of the song which is great and we're like 170 <laughs> minutes <laughs> into this episode <laughs> um but uh my question is how was this not the opening track of the album absolutely celebrity we talked about last week okay fuck cele- like yeah somebody's fine as a middle track yes, right like yes, a, yes, a yes, deep yes. track that you bury it sucks as the thesis statement of this album. I could not agree more. Yeah. This comes out with a fucking bang. It leads with the goddamn chorus. Yes. And I feel like every Bare Naked Lady sh- song should do that. Yeah. Like just, I feel like their choruses are so on point. Anytime you lead with anything other than the chorus, you're burying the lead. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just, and this one. Just coming in hard. The other thing is this one, when, you, um, when you're listening to it, you get through track one and then there's a little like, not a skit, but like a goofy 10 second. That would be so much better at the beginning of the album when it's like, I'm going to hold you by the hand and lead you into this album. Uh-huh. But like as in between two songs, it feels very jarring and like very, very strange in that moment. And this song so. is like a much more high energy than celebrity. Yes. I think. 100%. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know. You want to, I don't know. I feel like they want to lead with a punch. Well, this is kind of a little bit of a, a more chill album than mm-hmm. previous iterations, but yeah, I 100% agree. Cause you need to grab people, right? right. If they're in Borders Music, they put on those headphones at the headphone station because that's when this album came out. And they hear a song that I can't even remember talking about it now. Like, I like trying to listen back. Oh, okay. Don't call me a zero. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that sucks. You'd be like, well, guess I'm passing on everything to everyone. But you hear... Like, fuck, I'm yeah. in. This is great. Grab me. It's yeah, absolutely. Me. I think that, like, I, I had listened to everything to everyone back in the day, but never since. Yeah. And I knew I loved maybe Katie yeah. in theory, but, like, hearing it again was like seeing an old, like, coming across an old friend on the bus or something. <laughs> like, you just, like, see someone and you're like, are you? Wait a second. Is that... <laughs> Oh, hey, how you doing? And then just having like a great conversation for the whole ride. And sure. like, okay, yeah, let's t- straight information. Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you again. Yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, it was. It, did this make your uh, rotation? Are you going oh, yeah, to listen to this? On my, it's definitely on my rotation what now. What B&L songs have made your rotation? I feel like there's like three. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Hidden Sun. Hidden Sun, King of Bedside Manor. And maybe Katie. Van- and maybe Katie so okay. far. Hey, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that's, that says more about me than the band though. Yeah. Does it? I mean, if this isn't accessible to you, who loves music, you love weird music, you love comedy, you love all these things, and if Bare Naked Ladies haven't had like 15, 20 songs that have made your rotation in five albums now, going on to the sixth, that's a problem, <laughs> right? Don't you think? Yeah. I don't know. I, I set the bar high. I guess you do. Well, well with these, your... are, these are songs, though, because my rotation isn't like yours. You've got 10,000 songs, right? On your... 30,000. Your... Okay, 30,000. <laughs> I have like... 
maybe 150 songs. So yeah. I'm, I'm hearing these songs semi-regularly. Like I'll run across a song once or twice a week. So I'm like, do I want to hear this once or twice a week for until I take it off the list? Sure, right. And the answer is, for those three songs, yes. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for this song. <laughs> but this song had no maybe for you. You liked it. Oh, yeah. What yeah. was your, give me your favorite thing in this song. The chorus. The chorus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great chorus. It is one of my ba- favorite Bare Naked Ladies choruses, I think. Wow. Yeah. What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie? I don't. So this chorus was good, and it's an interesting. Like what's so maybe about Katie? Mm-hmm. But I had a little bit of trouble digging into this song lyrically, right? Because we have interplay between Steve and Ed. Mm-hmm. Love it, mm-hmm. love it when we have Steve and Ed mm-hmm. talking to each other. Um, but they seem to be speaking from two different viewpoints. I know, I liked that too. So, okay, I, I guess, but it was hard to get. Okay, I mean, they just don't ever make it clear that they're they are speaking. Oh, that's what? dumb. They do make it clear because I just said it, right? <laughs> like I understood it. I mean, they're two different voices. Usually when people, when two different voices talk and they sound like they belong to different people, <laughs> you can assume that they are different people. But in a song, it's hard because usually we have one narrator in a song, right? Usually, yes. Okay. This song has two. Because right. we have, we have. So uh, you would rather say like, hey, I'm Ed. I'm a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuss is all about. I'm a different person. Just take it slow because I'm a different person. I want these two narrators to be talking to each other. They well, seem talking, to be... They're talking to the uh, this object, the subject of the song. Yeah. Who we don't... We never see. The subject is us. We are the subject of the song. I think there's a there's a you understood to it. Like, sure. a, like a third person. Yeah, a royal never, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah royal absolutely. You. Uh, yeah. Ed, Ed and Steve are two different characters. Uh, Ed is the, um, um, the more pulled back one, right? He's like a... Like an angel devil sort of thing. Like yeah. Steve, Steve is like, hey, yeah, give it a try. And Ed's like, uh, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if you fail because you don't really care about her anyway. Like, I, I think he's like trying to like neg this guy into, yeah. into dating Katie. But, oh, I don't I don't feel like that at all. I feel like Ed doesn't like Katie. But me, I'm like, man, I think I like Katie. And he, he's trying to be supportive. He's my friend. And he's But he's like, he's not saying she's a shithead. He's saying like, ooh, hey, she's got a daughter. And like, maybe you should just cool it a little bit. Like, take it slow. I don't know what the fuss is all about. Just take it slow. It's not like you can't live without a to and fro. If you've got a shred of doubt, then it's not worth it. Meanwhile, Steve is like... Really? Dude, you need to yeah, you need to get laid. Let's do it. Like I feel like Steve, well, Steve is one hundred percent Steve in this song. Steve's the guy who says she's got a daughter and you're just not coping. Forever's not so long. Stop moping. She's got a daughter and you're just not coping. Oh, Ed wait. says, "Do you know everyone you've ever sworn to love for? Li- <laughs> do you know everyone you ever sworn to love for life? I don't know him. But wait, Ed also says, "I don't know what the fuss is all about. Just take it slow, right? Right? Yeah. He's, he's saying like." It's no big deal because you can leave her anytime you want because you don't care about Which her. Which is shitty. Yeah, Ed's the devil. <laughs> and Steve's the Which angel. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Steve is usually the... Although Steve is also bad. Because Steve is, is, is espousing, do not think about it. Jump in, feet first, and just do it, man. Because well, we can figure I, it out he later. He says, like, what's the use in hesitating? Can't you see that Katie's waiting? Just because her youth is fading doesn't mean she's not waiting. What's the use in hesitating? Can't you see that Katie... 
like, I think that's a po- that's way more positive than what Ed is spinning. I and then yes. his other his only other line is, "Can't you see her with her arms wide open? She's everything that you've been hoping for forever's not, not so, so long, long. So stop moping. She's got a daughter, and you're just not coping. So I think Steve is a very a much more constructive friend. Sure, and he's those those are all that Steve says about Katie. But Steve is also saying like. Here's the thing about somebody dating somebody, and I've never dated somebody who has a child, but what I can imagine dating somebody with a child is like, is you're going to um, have an impact on that child's life, Mm -hmm. right? So if you just jump in without a thought about, because obviously me in this song, I'm like, I don't know, man, she's got a daughter. I think that would be weird. And Steve's like, nah, just do it. So what if I do it? What if I start dating Katie? And then her daughter is like, oh, I love you, Uncle Saker. I don't know why she's calling me Uncle Saker if I'm dating her mom. That's weird. But then like, I break up with her. That's going to have a huge impact on that child i think steve's has a deleterious effect on on this child's life i don't know i think taken together steve and uh ed do but i think steve i think steve would prefer that you dated her and were good to her child and that you didn't break up because he does he does say like what forever's not so long what does that mean forever's not so long you'll be together forever yeah but don't worry about it because forever is not going to feel that bad yeah because i mean it's not actually forever. It's till you guys both die. But, you know, what's up maybe about that? Just fucking jump in. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, again, it's Steve being Steve. This mm-hmm. is 100% Steve. Like, don't think about it. Just do it. Be impulsive. Be jump up and down on stage and yell mm-hmm. <laughs> when things don't go your way. Yeah. And meanwhile, Ev is, is pulled back. Ev is a little more like reserved and telling you to consider, you know, if you've got a shred of doubt, then it's not worth it. If you're not wholeheartedly embracing this then don't do it, man, because you're going to hurt that kid. I thought a lot about the kid, and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, the kid is a big part well, of it. you are this. a new father. Yeah, The kid I is guess. A, literally one line. I the know. The kid is a tiny part of it. But, okay, so why he else? He figures large in your mind. Because, here's my thought, why else is Katie a maybe? Or she does, because it's a daughter, right? Yeah. Why else is Katie a maybe? Because her youth is fading. So she's older, and she she's has older, a daughter. She has a daughter, um, you know. She. That's it. I, yeah, I think. Those are the only maybes we have about Katie. Mm, yeah. So me. That's it. Yeah, me and this song. I must be a, like, why don't I just if she, if I like her if she's everything I've been waiting for why am I not doing it because I'm conscientious because I don't want to get involved with somebody so I think Ed is right. Uh, I don't see it the same way. I You're think a that, Steve boy here. <laughs> I think that Steve is Steve is saying like this is somebody who is like hemming and hawing because they're not sure whether they should date Katie. Right. And Steve's like it's like one of those things where you're so in your head that you've you've like sort of convinced yourself that you're not going to do it. And Steve's like dude like it's like Steve's just an outside observer right. He comes and goes dude you've been talking about this all the time you know like the things you want in a partner and Katie is all that. Yeah. Can't you see it? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. And then Ed comes in and is like, fuck doesn't matter. You know, life is, <laughs> life is empty. Life is meaningless. He's yeah. a nihilist of this song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, do you, do you even care about anybody else you said you've loved? <laughs> no. Do you, could you recognize them on the street? Boy, do you even know their names? That line is real, real. It felt like a, Ed is losing the battle. So he's pulling out the big guns, <laughs> in this, which is like, you'll never, she won't matter to you. Yeah. <laughs> life is meaningless and sad. I don't 
know. I see. I see Steve as as a much more like constructive, and, and Ed is a sort of destructive friend. Yeah, I guess so. I think Ed's an asshole, and Ed's, Ed's playing an asshole in this song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, in my notes, I, I, I defined Steve as brash and maybe dumb. Although I did say that both narrators occupied an extreme, right? Yep. Nobody is, nobody's truly right here. I called them angel devil. Sure. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, okay, that's an extreme, isn't it? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, because Ed. You can't get much more extreme than angel devil. I, I truly love Ed. If you have any doubts, then it's not worth it. Like, who has not had doubts about every single thing in their life? Like, that's not realistic at all right why yeah. is ed so <gasps> ed is fucking hot on katie Ooh. he's trying to convince you not to do it so he can swoop in and get get with that katie or maybe he's trying to convince you to do it and then break up with her so he can get he can be the rebound boyfriend oh because he doesn't want a relationship he just wants so he's he's on the side too sure and he wants well he wants katie right he's in love with katie yeah he is a definite like katie yeah. What's so maybe about Katie? Nothing. For <laughs> Nothing. Sure. So he's a he's got he's the long game here. Yeah. Because he knows he knows the person you're talking to. Sure. Is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. And is probably going to like leave her and yeah. wander off, and then oh. Ed will be there to pick up the pieces. There's an interesting trivia about this song. Ed actually wrote the first draft of it, and it was called Definitely Katie. Yeah. And then St- no, that's fucking. Okay. <laughs> you were so earnest. Now I feel bad. I was excited. Do you feel like Ed's final verse almost takes Steve's narrative because he, Ed's saying like. If you won't love anyone forever, so why bother? Don't take it so serious. And he's almost saying mm-hmm. like don't take don't take life so seriously. Yeah. Which is Steve's purview. Right? Steve is saying don't take things seriously. Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, it's almost I mean, we talk about horseshoe theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ed and Steve are so extreme that they almost meet in the middle, right? Why do you think that um Steve is saying that not to take things seriously? Like what? What specifically in the song makes you think that? Well, because he's like, just jump in, just do it. Like, don't don't think about it. Like, she's everything you want. Why are you hesitating? Right, but that's not I, that that doesn't speak like of like a tongue in cheek, non serious aspect to me. That I think seems very serious. But to not non serious. Well, okay, like, I see. What you're he's saying. not saying don't take it, don't take it too, don't take yourself too seriously. Just go for it, dude. Yeah. He's saying like she is literally everything that you've always he wanted. Literally says don't take yourself. So he says he doesn't literally say it. He says stop moping. Yeah, stop moping. That's like, don't take yourself too serious. No, this guy might be a, like in a rebound relationship himself or something right. like that. Like, it, I don't think his moping is, you know, Can I? he could be genuinely sad. Can I give you a... Maybe his favorite horse just died. <laughs> Maybe Katie's a horse. Oh, Whoa. she's got a foal and you just... <laughs> not cool. um, can I? Can I pitch something? Always. Nowhere in the song does it say that Katie isn't married. I think that this narrator in this story is trying to decide whether to carry on an affair with Katie, who's older and has a daughter. And is this like the shoebox guy? Oh, this is the narrator. From Sh- this song is a secret sequel to shoebox. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. What, I mean, what do you think? Could that I, be a possibility? I suppose if you think that she's Catherine the Great, you could be the horse that helps her meet her fate. Hell yeah. We only talk in Bernard Lady's <laughs> lines and references now, which is really, truly the saddest thing. We're in too deep. Pull us out. <laughs> Please, listeners, come and pull us out of this. But I don't know. I thought I had that thought as I was. I thought, what if she's married? Because, I mean, nowhere in this does it say she's a single mom. Um, uh, so... I think the intent of this song translates better than a lot of older BNL songs. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we are maturing as a band. We're maturing as listeners. You're using the royal we. 
Yes. We we as in the listeners and as in Ed yeah. and Steve. Yeah, we as in Bernie Good I consider myself a Bernie Good Lady at this point. You're the ninth lady. Me, you, Tracy, Aaron, Bobby, Michelle. We all consider ourselves the Bernie Good Ladies. God. God, of course. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I, I do like that we are evolving mm-hmm. as a band. We're no longer dummy dummy poo poo. Although there's still comedy. Yeah, I don't think they the were. The next ever song is gonna be dummy dummy poo poo. <laughs> I never thought they were dummy, dummy, poo, poo. Even like the first one, like wrap your arms around me. Yeah, that's Hello true. Hello City. Like, that's true. You're yeah. right. You fucking proved me wrong. Are you happy? No. Is that what you want to do? Is that what you come here to my house to do? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just I mean, it doesn't make me happy. It's it just <laughs> I need you have I, to, I, do I have to do it. Right. Yeah. I, I got these like, I got this check card and like once I do enough <laughs> of it, I get a free bagel. <laughs> At um, the bagel shop from the guy, the one by the guy who hates you. Oh, the bagel shop from Bagel Shop Guy? The yeah. New York or New Jersey <laughs> tiny little man who can't get any dates on Tinder? What? Don't you remember that news story where there's that guy who yelled at the bagel shop employees because he couldn't get any dates on Tinder and he thought people were laughing at him and then he got into a fight in the bagel shop? Must have missed that. Well. Just went shot across my bow. It really. in the night. Everybody go Google Bagel Shop Man <laughs> if you've not. Put it, in the, put it in the notes. It's fun because you can definitely tell it's New Jersey because like he's like uh, anywhere else. If he was doing it in the Midwest, he says something like, oh, what are you going to do? Hit me or something? And the Midwest people will be like, man, just get out of the store. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? But in this video. Actually, the Midwest people will be just like looking out of the corner oh, yeah. of their eyes and then slowly backing <laughs> yeah. away. But this guy goes, what are you going to do? Hit me? And some dude in line just fucking <laughs> clocks him. It's glorious. Oh, man. Oh, what a fucking incel. Um, so uh, I think I, I, I pretty much covered lyrically what I had to cover in this song. There's not yeah. a whole lot of lyrical ground to cover. Yeah, I mean, we can't. It, there's not. It's not a deep song. It's not. It's interesting, yeah. but it's not deep. It's and like that's one of those. It's like one of those wave pools that you get in with like the surfing wave, where the water's only like two feet deep. Yeah. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but to it's be fun. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did. I note that. I noted that as well. Like the best part about this song is that it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's Correct. dynamic. It's quick. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Like this is a what two and a half minute song, two forty or something. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it follows almost the same pattern as the as the next song, and I liked this way this way better. <laughs> I'm so excited. As you will see next week. So excited to talk about the next song. Um, this is a sleeper, though. Yeah. I looked it up. Not many YouTube views, not many comments. But also, it's like, it was like the third single off the album, wasn't it? It was, I believe, a single in some countries. Okay. I don't think it was a single everywhere. But yeah. Well, that's sad because this, I think, is one of my favorite Bare Naked Lady songs. God. I don't want to give my, t- my review hand. <laughs> Although, I mean... If you ever say it's a Bare Lady song that made your mix, mm-hmm. Hidden Sun and King of Bedside Manor are your two other favorite. <laughs> so, like, I think you're tipping your hand just by saying, like, this yeah, goes into yeah, my yeah, mix, yeah. right? Um, musically. The piano, I'm, fucking on point. Yes. Loved it. Kev is doing a bunch of different pianos in mm-hmm. this song, right? He does these weird, like, video gamey sort of noises mm-hmm. in it. He's playing with, like, these sustained notes during mm-hmm. the verses, um, but then really short, bizarre runs. And then the chorus, we've got this big stadium sound. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Kev is winner of this song. I really song. like, the, yeah, and the drums, like, they were... They drove the beat, but they had almost like a sort of like a hand clap rhythm to them that I really enjoyed. Like it kept me moving. My buddy, mm. we got hand claps in this song though. Mm. Absolutely, we do. Oh, my favorite! I can listen to them all day long. Give me those hand claps. song of the hand claps is automatically going to be one of my favorite Bernie Good Lady songs. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> is there a band that deals exclusively in hand claps? I would be 
uh, I know there's like a guy who just does hand claps. Like he'll be like, like he's a professional hand clapper or something like that. So he'll be like with a fucking orchestra and they'll be playing a song and he'll just be like, really? Oh man. I know there's a band called clap your hands. Say, yeah. Are they exclusively hand claps? No, I think like maybe, I think hand claps might be the next thing. Cause we've got the sort of like, uh, Hey, that's like the late aughts. Yeah, late aughts the thing. Mumford and Sons. Yeah, where, you'll, where you'll stop the thing to just go, hey! Yeah, Ford commercial. Or like <laughs> Monsters and Men, that sort of stuff. They, yeah. All those fucking bands do that. Yeah. Not, not that that's a bad thing. I really yeah. kind of enjoyed it. it but that's that's the same thing as like the the sustained synth notes. It, yeah. It, it puts it in a very, a very specific time, time and place for me. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of the keys, at the beginning, they're in the right ear and we have the acoustic in the left ear, mm-hmm. which I believe celebrity did the intro was all in one ear so i don't know exactly who the producer is on this album i could easily look it up but i'm not going (laughs) to but he just like or she he or she don was don was don ways was a fan of reverse guitars Mm -hmm. this person is a fan of one ear yeah like mono noral yes mono oral monoral monoral moral because it's, like, it's like binaural is the both yeah ears. so monoral monoral yes <laughs> it's a fun one yeah monoral. sounds like i feel like i'm rolling like something a around sickness you'd get in high school Ooh, i like it um yeah i made out with uh <laughs> dave over on the bleachers and got monoral <laughs> it's mono but it's oral <laughs> it's the it's mono. Like mono and like uh mouth herpes sure. at the same time <laughs> god a double punch a one-two why punch. did i make out with dave <laughs> Everybody knows he's got monoral. Um, speaking of the uh, the acoustic guitar that's in your left ear, I love the interplay of both acoustic and electric in mm-hmm. this song. I thought that was real neat. Yeah. Um, and we like there's a lot of interplay in this song. We've got interplay of Steve and Ed. We've got interplay of acoustic and electric. We've got like this song is just doing a lot of. But I think that's kind of the whole gist of the song is like two competing forces mm-hmm. at the same time on one. It's an immovable object and an indescribable so force. What who the do you fuck think is between it? Steve and Ed? Who's the electric guitar advice and who's the uh, acoustic guitar advice? Um, I think the acoustic is Ed because number one, he's a country boy. But number two, mm-hmm. the acoustic is like, chill, dude, chill. And the electric guitar is like, you got to do it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Right. I mean, that's. I'd say I would reverse them because really? again, I'm not the, I, I think that Steve is not the, you got to do it. Uh, he's the, you got to do it guy, but he's also not like the, like, I think the electric guitar has a harder sound. So I would put it with, with Ed cause he's a hard, more, no, more, no, no. He was more hardcore in this. <laughs> I'm a harder sound. Don't do it. I want to date her. Um, there's, uh, some, a great solo in this song mm-hmm. that I thought you would hate. Did you hate the solo? No. It's a one note over and over again that sometimes they bend a little That's bit. That's fine, man. You hate one note solo. I. But I think you've dissed qu- them in a previous quick, yeah. <laughs> like the flock of seagulls, one note, three, note, three note solo. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is I don't, I don't like that one. But uh, you know, it, it was, it was over very quickly. <laughs> okay, it passed. That's it all. Passed. It. Sure. Um, they play with the melody a little bit in this song. They skip the beat after arms wide open. With- Which 
don't know if even like that everybody just stops for a second and just like I don't know they're doing fun playful uh, mm-hmm. after she's got a daughter and just not coping there's a cool feedback guitar squelch like there's a lot of little it felt like they were having fun with this song it felt like we're back to after Maroon which was mm-hmm. very dour mm-hmm. we're back to fun BNL like they're having a fucking blast now mm-hmm. I think which again bums me out that Celebrity is the first <laughs> track on this album don't worry like, we'll resequence it boy we will resequence it um, but I don't know this 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 is a good song. I like this song. It's fun. It's playful. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've finally gotten over. We have to live up to one week. Right. Uh-oh. Can't wait for next week. I think, I think they've pushed through. Well, that's not their fault. Isn't it? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> it's all right. Um, what, your favorite part of this song was the chorus? Absolutely. My favorite part was the got that like you've got these hand claps you've got harmonies it's mm-hmm. like a stripped down ber- ver- a version of the chorus like what's yeah. the maybe like everybody's singing yeah. it felt like a very party vibe to me so yeah the outro which was also the chorus which i could agree with okay good we agreed for once <laughs> uh-oh we don't have anything to disagree about with this song we this agree- is gonna we be disagreed the- about the the narrator and the um effects that the that's true op- yes the, you're right the- you're right Actor, um, do you listen to any the, the other inter- versions? Interlocutors, yeah. Um, like I listened to the one with the Persuasions, which I did not like. You didn't. I, I thought the Persuasions were great, but they put a fucking banjo in it. Yeah. And a banjo, and the, the banjo was just like, blink, plonk, blink, plonk. <laughs> like it just cut through the mix so hard. Yeah. But I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. What's so maybe about? 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 Like you've got these smooth, like melodic. You got the persuasions, yeah. Right? You're not going to get much better harmonies than that. You got the bare naked ladies, and then all of a sudden, it's just like putting like a fucking snare, like a hi hat, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just cut through the mix in a way I, I did it. not enjoy. I don't know why I liked it, but I did. I don't know. I think it's because I burnt myself out because that was the last version I listened to. Mm-hmm. I also listened to the a live version the bathroom session yeah. and the acoustic version yeah i did the uh ships and dip three okay which is like starts with tyler looking real weird was that where steve was still with the band yeah okay i didn't watch that yeah one. he looks like a fucking sasquatch in that video really i don't know what it is but like <laughs> he is shaggy he's got shaggy hair got a beard and he's wearing these like dark glasses tyler or the steve steve okay and he's got like dark glasses and for some reason they go right up to his eyebrows and his <laughs> eyebrows are real thick at this point for some reason so it just looks like he's got huge hairy eyebrows Very and like weird. just covered in hairy and i mean he still sings delightful and the, the, the but the clip starts out with tyler just like gibbering about something i'm not even sure he's like, blah, 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 blah. like <laughs> put it in my basket like the live version i watched is because i was curious how they do the song without steve mm-hmm. jim takes over steve's parts and he does a killer job he sounds wonderful he does a lot of the legwork on the song so like cool it's great yeah um bathroom, bathroom sessions? sessions i th- that was kind of weird for me it was a good song i think it did really well in bathroom sessions with the acoustic with only the acoustic but like either steve or ed was leaning so hard into that what Oh, so I just like it's like what's so maybe about? I didn't notice what's that. What's so maybe? Like somebody was just—they were just leaning hard into that. Interesting. What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie. What's so maybe about? What's so maybe 
Uh, Steve does a. I'm also going to throw the clip in of Steve's guitar solo, uh-huh. which is wonderful. I don't love um, and another thing that I have to say is that a lot of Katie's in the YouTube comments reporting. My name is Katie. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Bye. Very neat. Um, what else do you have? Any I mean, other? I was watching the after the bathroom sessions. Like King of Bedside Manor came up. It was like next on the YouTube queue, and I'm like, I it just I just let it ride. I, I forgot how much I love that. I remembered how much I love that song. Yeah. Except for fucking Moon Dance. Oh God, I forgot they threw in Moon Dance. Like, that actually, I love Moon Dance because the one memory I have from it is going to some camp when I was like. 13 and i just discovered sailor moon and on the jukebox they had this song called moon dance i was like that's like sailor moon i love that thing and i played it and i was like this is definitely a sailor moon song <laughs> so i'm convinced every time i hear moon it's a dance, marvelous though. night for a moon dance where she and tuxedo mask are <laughs> yes, just like uh, exactly flat. well actually that's a really good segue bud into our, our anime, anime read. read of course every song from everything to everyone is about a different 90s obscure Anime. Did I get that right? You usually semi obscure anime. Semi obscure. Yeah, because yeah, this one that we're actually gonna do today is not super obscure. No, it's a it's a big old boy. Yeah, it's a big old big old boy. I uh, specifically it is oh my goddess or ah my goddess depending ah, on who Megami sama. Megami sama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A- so maybe Katie is about oh my goddess. Um, Ev, how did you how did you get that? Well, a, a really quick overview of oh my goddess. Sure. Super super. There is a. Um, Keiichi Morisato is a engineering student at like a technical college or yeah. something like that. And uh, he, while trying to order a pizza or yes, something like that, accidentally calls the goddess help heaven. Line. Yeah. <laughs> the goddess helpline, which is run by a giant supercomputer called Yggdrasil. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, I'm referring to, of course, the 1993-94 eight o- episode yes, series. OVA. Uh, OVA, yeah. <laughs> because that's that would be the one that they probably watched. Yeah. Like they probably aren't referring to the 2005, <laughs> like 50 episode version. So, uh, yeah. And then this uh, goddess appears named Bell Dandy. Yes. And uh, through, so there's some miscommunications. and He uh, says, he says, she says, I can give you a wish. She says, boy, I wish a girl like you would be around me forever. Yep. And she says, your wish is granted. And then she, they, she like moves in with him. Yeah. And so into a a Buddhist temple together. Yeah. And and it very much appears that it's going to be like a harem anime where he like refuses her advances and there's all Mm -hmm. these girls after him. But weirdly, it's like. They have a nice relationship together. Like it's very sweet, and yeah, and I mean, they're her her sisters move in, and her sisters keep trying to get them together, and sure. then uh, it turns out that you can't really date uh, goddesses, and so there's like glitches, yeah. in the in the thing, and then it ends up when he proposes to her. Sure, and 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 so now let's kind of let's let's move through it because Keiichi has some reservations about initially due to the strangeness mm-hmm. of the situation, much like the narrator and maybe yeah. Katie. Erd tries to convince him using love potions. Erd stuff being, like that. yeah, Erd being Bell Dandy's sister, s- older sister, older sister. And then there's also Scald, who's her younger, younger sister. sister, and she's kind of the Steve of the song, mm-hmm. or the the Ed of the song, who kind of tries to push them apart. Like we have we have the Ed and the Steve and Erd and Scald who try to push them together, push Correct. them apart. Uh, very similar. Um, There's also uh, a lot of drag racing for some weird reason. Because Keiichi is a amateur drag racer, <laughs> which is a weird and engineer. Engineer, which is cool. He's a very fleshed out. Yeah, like I want to build a motorcycle that goes fast. Yeah, that's why I engineer. Uh, Bell Dandy is the Katie. Right. She's an older woman. 
Uh, What's so maybe about Dandy? Ooh. What's so dandy about Belle? What's so dandy about Belle? She's a Norn, which is one who rules the destiny of gods yeah. and men, likely from the 12th to 13th century. Three of them. So she yeah. is a very much an older woman in this situation. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that could be the strangeness that the KG is pulling away from a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's Belle Dandy's literal job to bring happiness to the people around her, mm-hmm. much like the KG yeah, of the And the song. universe is insane. Like, it's super fleshed out. Like, right. Like... But in very weird ways. Yes. You know, like the Japanese do. They'll, they'll take, like, uh, notes from another culture and then just, well, it's what America does, too. So. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, now, you might be thinking, she's got a daughter and you're just not coping. Yeah, that? Ah. One. But Bell Dandy, I mean, as a god, her daughter is Mother Earth. So it's hard for Keiichi to cope with the stresses and difficulty <laughs> of life on Earth. Uh, and I think that's... Good reach. I like thank it. Thank you. And I thought Ed's final verse might be the voice of the Almighty One Tear. He doesn't love all of humanity anymore, but maybe he did when he made them, right? You look at all of humanity and you're like, I, I used to love him. I made him in my image, but I don't love him anymore, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? I think it's 100%. I mean, we both agree that this was the anime that it, <laughs> that it most represented. And by agree, you mean that on Wednesday of this week, I shot you a message and said, let's well, do Oh My Goddess for the Read. I look at the animes too, and I had some, but then you thought that you thought of a much better one. Oh, if you have any, please. This is programming notes that we're going to keep in the show. Yes. Please shoot them my way. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Anything else about the song or the read or anything? Meh. Let's rate this motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, you could... I mean... You would be a motherfucker if, in fact, you got together with Katie because she's got a daughter. <laughs> All right. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Now's the time in this song when we rate it. So, on a scale of one, one to ten. ten. Saker goes first this time. <laughs> no. Also, it's not on a scale of one to ten. On a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, where does this song fall? Bare naked song is the best you can get mm-hmm. if it's got no clothes on. A fully clothed song is the very worst. So, Evan... Not as usual. I will go first with my read. I can go first. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Let's do it. So uh, you know how you're supposed to dig? You're supposed to call the electric company before you dig in your backyard. (laughs) So I don't do that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I I would do that in real life. But in this this, uh, hypothetical rating, I am not doing that. Okay. So I'm digging, digging, digging down. And um, I don't strike an electrical line. What I strike is a skeleton. Oh. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I'm un... Uh, un- unboxing unboxing the skeleton <laughs> <laughs> dig out the skeleton it's like a human skeleton but it looks really fucking old okay like ancient 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 and then slowly as i'm watching like it starts to like like something like vines slither up around it oh, and like Jesus. like the organs sort of plump up and it sort of sort of re uh recapitulates itself as i watch um and it is of course a naked ancient vampire uh-huh back to the vampire well i always go to i always reach for the vampires sure. <laughs> so this this uh vampire stands up and totally nude just like extend their hand to me and i i think for a moment and i look back and i can see in the window my partner and our son watching fucking octonauts or something and i see like myself reflected in there and then behind it i see the vampire with a hand ex- extended and i look at them i look back and i take the hand and i'm just pulled up into the clouds oh my god this song is so beautiful it could take me away from everything i love <laughs> you've abandoned your family like this song is this song is 
fully nude. This song is as naked as it comes for me. God damn. I would abandon my family for the physical manifestation of this song. Holy shit. There's nothing maybe about Katie for you. No, no. Wowzerino. Katie is actually the abbreviations of her name because she's an ancient Egyptian vampire. And her name is actually Cool Teacher. (laughs) I'm hot for Teach Cool Teacher. (laughs) Cool with a K. You can tell they're super cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, so she's naked except for a backwards hat. Okay, sure. Um, so for mine, I am, uh, I'm, I get dressed in the morning and I live in, I'm get dressed. I'm get dressed. (laughs) I live in one of the biggest metropolises in the world, Halcyon City. (laughs) And so I get outside and I see that there are, you know, heroes zipping above me, flying to their jobs at the Justice Tower. And of course, Halcyon City is where, you know, the majority of superhero activity takes place in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I walk to work. And uh, supervillain activity. And supervillain activity because as I'm walking to work, uh-oh, there's a new supervillain no one's ever heard of before. And she's got this big metal pole. And on the end of it, it has like one pointy part and then another pointy part. But the other pointy part has a little like orb on it. And I'm so confused confused and she starts rushing towards me and i'm terrified and And you're not a superhero i'm not a superhero i'm just a regular motherfucker and so uh literally she takes us above her head and swings down on me and slices me in half Mm, except she then announces you'll always remember the work of the seam ripper (laughs) and then as she runs away i realize she hasn't cut me at all but what she's done is cut my clothes. Her sword, the seam ripper, went through me cleanly, but it doesn't hurt humans. It only hurts their clothes. So she just wants you to be naked. It sliced my clothes in half. No one can To represent clothes. the duality of this song. One half is Steve and one half is Ed. But to add insult to injury, my shirt cannot stay on. So the shirt just slips off. Thankfully, I guess my pants don't stay on either, do they? Yeah. Okay, my pants don't stay on either. But your shoes the one thing that did stay on is i have one shoe and one sock (laughs) she did not slice that off wait so she only sliced you once how did she get she sliced me right down the middle right so so you were standing you were standing with like your feet in a straight line uh i was standing with my feet outstretched (laughs) i was uh, presenting like a star right so if she sliced you right down the middle both your, your socks and your shoes would be untouched so what you're saying to me is you came out dressed in one sock and one shoe ready for work as i do every morning (laughs) okay so she left me with one sock and one shoe on uh yeah and that's what this song uh, song is for me it's it's one sock it's one shoe the Mm -hmm. seam ripper did her job to represent the duality of man (laughs) that's kind of how it works Uh, i thought this song was fucking great as well so far good album celebrity's fine this Uh, song's a banger celebrity should be the second song yeah, celebrity should be like the seventh song. Yeah. We'll resequence. We'll resequence. You'll resequence. Which one would taste the best on a sandwich? <laughs> which, uh, which narrator would taste the best yeah, on a sandwich? Jesus. <laughs> That's exactly what you're going to do. No, it isn't. Um, no, it isn't. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done American Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Oh, God. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I'm very clean today. Oh, are you? Okay. How many showers have you taken? Two. Two? This morning alone? Yes. Wow. What were the occasions? Got up, took a shower. Uh huh. Went outside, did some yard work, came in, took a shower. Is that real? You took two showers today? Why wouldn't you? I wish I could take like five showers a day, but then your skin get all dried out. Showers Wha- are great. What's ro- what's so maybe about showers for you? <laughs> when you're showering, there's things that you could be doing that you're not doing. Well, I mean, I'm not like spending like an hour in there. It's taken me like ten minutes. Yeah, I suppose that's I mean, true. I waste. 
more time than that on like social media in between like between social like media the, you're accomplishing something no you're, you're not. deepening your bonds with like your the, friends the interstitial time no you're getting angry about like right wingers are you're on the wrong social media well i just i just you uh, you intentionally subject yourself to that yeah. well you gotta you, gotta, you don't gotta. Social media should be relaxation If someone says something dumb, there's gotta be someone who says, hey, Shit. you're an idiot. Wait, but you don't need to seek it out. I don't seek it out. So you're friends with these people on social media? They're friends of friends, usually. They pop up on my feed. Really? Commenting on other idiots' stuff. I've never, very, very rarely have I ever had anyone, like, weird right-wingers popping up in my mentions where... Well, it's not even weird right-wingers. It's people who are a little bit right of center. Okay, now, well... Nowadays, which means <laughs> I believe something that's incredibly wrong. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, okay, but you... But anyway, I think... We need to form bridges and between uh, both sides. This isn't a both sides argument. I think that there are more commonalities between the left and the right than you would uh -oh, agree. Oh, like Evan. Most people believe in common sense gun laws. Left or right. Doesn't uh oh. Yeah. Okay. Most I was ready to uh oh you. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually, I was bringing it back around. Most people believe that showers are a good thing. <laughs> so you've thought of, you've thought of Say, two hey, things. Hey, how about showers, buddy? One of them completely apolitical. Yeah. Okay, I think I we can don't, all agree on showers. I don't think we have a lot more in common than we do different. I think there's a lot more different. Well, I think that there are like there are issues, obviously, that will divide us all the time, like abortion or that sort of thing. But uh, I think I don't know. I think that obviously I want to take everyone's guns away. I want your guns. <laughs> I want them to get out of your house. <laughs> uh -huh. But I'm a realist, so you know, if we could have common sense gun laws, I'm happy to like sure. work work towards that. Sure, absolutely. Is that what other what other positions are you taking a fairly neutral but realistic stance on? <laughs> I don't know. We'll like, never have true. It's, it's probably hard. It's, it's just a lot of hard nowadays because a lot of them are just hum basic human rights. Exactly. Positions. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, I mean, women should have rights. Listen, People of color should have be Also, equal. you're saying like Australia, they had one shooting, mass shooting, and they said we're taking everybody's guns away. And it works just fine. I know. I. I so what's, what's not, unrealistic? What's so maybe about that? Well, we, it's not going to function in this political climate, right? Like, I guess. But you can work towards a political climate in which it will. I'm doing that. <laughs> this is but definitely, you're also a centrist. I'm, I'm being a slippery slope. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Like, yes, I want to do common sense gun laws as a step towards taking your guns sure. away. Sure. Okay. Ultimate. okay. I'm, I'm exactly what you're afraid <laughs> okay. of, right-wingers. <laughs> got it. Okay. We got here from showers. Oh, because that's the one thing they yeah. agree on, yeah. right? Yeah. Bullet showers. Sure. Showers of bullets. Yikes, Embo. Don't you just want to turn on your shower and then just be shot to death? You want a shower of bullets because you want everybody with ammunition to shoot it up into the air. That's the worst thing to do. <laughs> Is it, it they, really? They come down. Yeah, and I guess you're shooting it pretty high, huh? <laughs> There's just a bullet on the way down, aren't Yeah, they? you do not want to shoot guns into the air. But you want guns to come out of your shower. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome <laughs> if you could just, you know, turn on the shower and then die? You sound like a real millennial right I now. I leave this world like I came into it. Wet. Is it a millennial or a Gen Z? Which are the ones who want to die all the time? That's Gen Z, right? <laughs> I mean, you see, that's the all the, the memes, the, you know, oh, I wish I could die. I want to die. I was born dead. I was <laughs> Werner Herzog. He's a millennial or a Gen Z? I think he's Werner Herzog. He's definitely a Gen Z. I think Werner Herzog transcends generations. Okay, yeah, that's true. Werner Herzog is forever. You know who else is Forever. forever. <laughs> Uh, that would be Fallout Boy. You love Fallout Boy, don't you? Yeah, I do, Get, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely you do. Well, you know, if you love Fallout Boy as much as I do, Sugar, We're Going Down Podcasting is a weekly show where two Fallout Boy fans, Joe and Caitlin, tackle a random song from the band's expansive discography. Oh, random. And discuss its merits musically, lyrically, 
and how it makes them feel listening to it. That seems like a very familiar format, but it I can't quite place does. where I've heard I that can't. before. Oh, oh. The randomness is throwing me off. Bannock at ABCs. Uh, <laughs> no, but the, it couldn't be like that because they have a very specific order. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Think Am, I, I don't know. I don't listen to many music podcasts. Neither do I. Honest. I don't like them. Like I'll song, be honest I with like you. Song Exploder, but like Sexploder is fine. Yeah. I just always smash it together. I think Sexploder sounds a lot better. Um, <laughs> I think that's it, really. Yeah, I can't I, think of anything else. Hey, we should mention that this program is on a network called the Orange Groves, theorangegroves.com, which is. Our new podcasting network. What? We have a new network? Yeah. We I thought you were just like <laughs> making up. <laughs> you thought that IABD took on Sugar We're Going Down podcasting? Yeah. I was reading an ad from them. No. no. IABD, you're dead. No, just kidding. We'll always love you. <laughs> but You'll always be our baby. We're new friends with, with new podcasters. Yeah. The I can't Orange wait to do Grove. all these new podcasts. Orange Grove. I'm very excited. Uh, and this is one that's very much like ours. And so maybe we're redundant already. We just joined the network. And yeah. We're like a third leg. We are. We're a third wheel. We add stability. Oh, shit. And a third wheel. You've seen those, uh, what are they called? Robins or whatever? Those cars with three wheels that tip over as soon as you take a <laughs> curve. I like my strollers. My kid's stroller has three wheels, and that's... Have you ever taken a curve at 50 miles an hour? I have, but the front wheel, like, rotates a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just shoot that shit like a rocket. <laughs> I love that I idea. I run real fast. <laughs> oh, boy. You're a little baby boy. Um, well, hey. welcome, the Orange Groves. Welcome, We're, welcome to Welcome to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. Um, we asked, Here's the thing. They said, you know, you have to put in a commercial to your podcast. We said, gladly. They mm -hmm. said, we pre-record the commercials. We said, uh-oh. <laughs> we don't like that. How's that going to happen? Can we do our own commercials about bullets and then at the end of the show put in a commercial? So stay tuned after our piano outro for a pre-recorded commercial for Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting. Awesome. Listen to it, please. Listen to it, please. And Orange Groves. Your sweeties. Uh, sweet as an orange grove. <laughs> Bye. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the point in the song when we spin that big wheel and figure out what we're going to talk about now. Big wheel. Big wheel, keep on turning. This time around, it's must have been the same thing. Uh-oh, we kind of did this. The narrator of this song is the same as another BNL song. Shoebox. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's spin it again. Ooh, maybe we didn't get the sound good enough. We need to have that sound. Okay. Thanks. That was fun. Spin again. <gasps> if you get this three times in a row, it we just joined a new podcast network. Hey, man. We we're out. We're out. We're out. <laughs> we can't end it now. Thanks, that was fun. Spin again. <gasps> if you get this three times. So close. Around. Please let me out of here. I kind of want to. What is it? Same thing. The narrator of this song uh, is the same. This is a nightmare. Damn it. The wrong man was convicted. We haven't done this one in a long time. Who should cover this song? So, maybe Katie, which is an interesting mm. one because it kind of uh, not really defies genre for them, but in a lot of ways, it's like just a pop song. Usually they have some country twang to it or some sort of, but this one is just kind of like straight up and down. So you're going to need a band with two lead singers. Uh, yes, absolutely. So what bands have two lead singers? Good question. Okay. <laughs> I don't know music. <laughs> so bands with two lead singers. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Does that help us? Yeah, I think Bare Naked Ladies should cover this song. 
Well, they did with the persuasion. The persuasions. (laughs) They should cover this song. Um, No, let's see. Um, Maybe Katie. (laughs) So it'd be fun to have like uh, a really sick 90s band do it, like Limp Biscuit or like Puddle of Mud. Um, So bands with two lead singers, how do you feel about... Follow me on this one. Fall Out Boy. Oh, Sugar, we're going down podcasting. <laughs> um, let's change this from two male vocalists to a male and a female vocalist. Hmm. So the female is giving him the advice like, you should do it, just go for it. And the male who's jealous, who wants the woman for himself, is saying, hold back, brother. <laughs> Listen up, dude. <laughs> God, is it the b 52 <laughs> Yeah, the b 52 What's so maybe about? <laughs> What's so... Ooh, May. May. <laughs> what do you think? Would the B-52s do a good cover of this song? Ah, gosh. I don't know. Like, yeah? <laughs> okay. I feel like the B-52s would go, do a good cover of any song. Yeah, that's true. Um, what about uh, what about the Beatles? The Beatles. Paul and Ringo? No, Ringo's not going to sing this fucking song. <laughs> Paul and George. Well, so Actually, agitated. this would be a great song for the Beatles, right? It's very simple. It's about a relationship. What's so maybe about Yoko? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, this could be an early stage Beatles song, I feel like. That would be pretty fun if Yoko Ono and Sean Lennon covered this song. Oh, my God. That would be very cute. Wait. I, I don't know if Sean... Is Sean Lennon actually a singer or... I thought he was. I thought he was, too. I he's, know that Yoko has a lot of songs out. Uh, maybe he's not. I know he played guitar for Chibomato for a while, mm. but I don't know if he continued... He's probably got a good voice. Both his parents have a good voice. Yeah. I don't know if that's always a... Uh... <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, uh, What's so maybe about Yoko? Okay, fine. Maybe Yoko it is. I think, sure, Yoko and Sean, or George and Paul, or the (laughs) (laughs) B-52s. I think all of those could work. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Well, okay, so what kind of... How would No Black Margaritas cover this? Oh, man. No Black Margaritas being our house band, of course, (laughs) made up of Gwen Stefani, Johnny Johnny Cash. Cash, and Jimmy Buffett. Yes, that's correct. Um... Uh, wow, it's we all, we have to think about it every time. Who's the no? Who's the black? Who's the margaritas? Okay, yeah. So I'm thinking like, so it would be almost certainly either. Oh God, who would who would be the two? I feel like the though? two are Johnny and Jimmy. I feel like we add a third verse where Katie joins in, right? Where yeah. Gwen talks about her experience with this, like, I don't want you anyway, sort of. Uh, <laughs> like, why are well, you no, debating? I think she would just say, like, I'm not going to wait around forever. You oh, know, shit. I'm, I love I, that. It would just be her talking about what a catch she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you don't think that I, I yeah. deserve to be, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of fish in the sea sort of thing. Like, I'm, I'm definitely, like, you know. I have enough respect for myself that I'm not just going to follow you around. Yeah, I like, like that so a lot. this is your chance, bud. If what's the use in hesitating? Yeah, if you don't jump into this. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. As always, no black margaritas <laughs> is the band that covers the song. It's got to be heaven sent. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we cover a male. It's a little segment we call bare naked males. I don't think we've called it that for a long time. <laughs> I just always say email. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This is an email from our friend G. G. Hello, Evan and Saker. G or is it G E E? Letter G. Okay. Letter G. Uh, hello, Evan and Saker. Hi. Separately, what would your TV series pitch be that uses box set as its opening theme song? Jesus Christ. Your consistent listener, G. Not content, 
but consistent. consistent. Yeah, would you rather have consistency or <laughs> We don't want you to be happy and then leave. We want you to be unhappy and, and continue, continue listening. Please, yes. God. So uh, my TV show pitch that uses box set, I mean, I think the box set uh, is kind of like a very easy TV show, right? Because box set, I think it's um, shit. What was that show? I, it, I think it had, um, it had Bobby Moynihan in it. Uh, it was an NBC sitcom for like seven episodes or something before it got canceled. But it followed um, the character in three different stages of life. Mm-hmm. It was like him when he was young, him when he was a young adult, and then him when he was an adult, mm-hmm. right? And so that was kind of, you know, we would see the parallel narratives that developed. It was a, a sitcom, so mm-hmm. it was funny. But, you know, he was, he's was he been in these situations before, what he's learned from them, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of like that as box set where, you know, in the themes, disc one, dubbing done. It's all like great, and that's a little young one. And then uh-huh. disc two, it's all brand new. And then we we focus on the the middle child, right? And then uh, disc three, this is really me, <laughs> the grade school play. Oh, wait, shit, maybe it's reverse then, because disc one, so it's, it's all like, been done, would be right. the oldest one, right? Yeah. So you're you're, it's a reverse narrative. Yeah. It's like reverse boyhood. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a real Benjamin Button where when he's <laughs> <laughs> shit. I kind of like that. So it's about a musician uh-huh. who is washed up, but he's washed up when he's a little boy. <laughs> when he's old, he has nowhere Benjamin to go Button but up. Disease. <laughs> nah, he aged backwards. It's about a musician with Benjamin Button disease. That's my pitch for box set. <laughs> is that legit? Do you think? Of course it is. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, what's your pitch for a box set TV show? Well, uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thank you. So I think that uh, it would be like somebody who is, it'd be set in the far future. Okay. Um, and it would be a, you know how like weird people are remembered? Like, like what's, who's that? John Philip Sousa, right? Okay. He is like, he stand like if you're going for American band music, He's the guy they go, or is sure. it John Philip Sousa? Is that I mean, his name? Yeah, Star Spangled so Banner. Sousa. Right? He did not do Star Spangled Banner. Who did? That's Francis Scott Key. Classic people with three names. What's up? Go ahead, John Philip. He invented the but like, Sousa he, he, I'm sure he did. <laughs> but like he, uh, um, like he's who we, he's like iconically band music. But like mm-hmm. there were other writers who were doing, or other band, like band producers and writers who were far better and uh, just, just are not remembered. So this is like this rock star somehow through some like arcane uh form- formulation of the internet like some algorithm just keeps bringing his songs back and over and over and over again to the point where now that we have the technology we can rebuild him okay so this is him coming Jesus. back and being like brought back to life in uh, not the super far future so i'm not talking to, like star trek but like you know maybe a hundred years from now so is yours it's not a sitcom no. Okay. Is a dr- drama of some it's sort. It's him coming to terms with his legacy, like how his legacy has, m- I don't want to say matured, metamorphosed, metamorphosized over the course of a century. You know, after after he stopped producing content. Sure. And so the the first the first arc is him trying to cre- like get the inspiration to write a new CD, okay. or write a new album. Okay. Because they're they're really back everyone's back into the album format or stuff like that, but he needs to like live life because he if he writes stuff about like Nobody's gonna his past, yeah, it. they wouldn't even they wouldn't even like uh, connect to his music. Yeah. So he's trying to like get to the point where he has produced that and then so the second one 
so this is him producing like two albums or a double album set or a triple album set so it's his best hits you know everyone's on that so is each season him producing a different album I want to say the first season is probably him producing an album. The second season is the fallout from that album and okay. then him trying to produce another album from the fallout of that. Sure. So, and then also it's him coming to terms with this like image that people have of him that isn't true at all. Okay. So, cause he's just like a, you know, he's just a singer songwriter sure. from the, you know, nineties. Right. And here we are in the 2090s. So has his legacy developed in a positive way? Is there a, like a community that's the, like, you know, uh, Elvis now, right? Like he was popular then, but mm-hmm. like his legacy has endured. Has this guy endured, or does yeah. he come back to be like, oh shit, nobody remembers me? No, nobody no, cares. they bring him back because they oh, remember him. So I he's see. his legacy has endured, but it's nothing like he wanted or recognized. Okay. So there's there's sort of the the twin the twin themes of I wrote this music because I wanted to be popular, and and that's and there would be occasional flashbacks to the past. Sure. Where you would see him in the like the height of his like popularity, sure. and like then you'd see like the juxtaposition between like young and old, and how he how he survives day Evan, to day. Let mm-hmm. me. We're in the writers room right now, mm-hmm. and we're just tossing ideas at the wall. You're gonna punch it up. We're tossing ideas at the wall. Mm-hmm. So they do bring him back, but it's not because his legacy is so enduring. Sure, his legacy has endured, mm-hmm. but they were willing to let him rest in peace. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> okay, it hasn't endured in the way he thought it would, because. There's a serial killer now that's killing and using his songs like a as the anime castle. Now, <laughs> I'm the only one who can solve the mystery. <laughs> so okay, I'm yeah. on board with that. So he's the only one who can solve it because he knows his songs better than anyone. So they bring him back in a robot body. So it's robot musician castle. I was I was with you till the robot. Okay, all right. They bring him back organically. Yeah, I mean we have the we have the ability to like bring people back. Sure. Okay. All right. Sure. So he's got a sort of it's it's like fucking Assassin's Creed uh-huh. where he has to go into this machine and like relive parts of his past. God damn. So he it. can get more in touch with like the he has to get into the mindset for each song. Sure. Because he's kill, the guy's killing them in the order oh, of the album. Yeah, and we find out how he came to write the song. Right. And fuck, there we go. This could be a great show. <laughs> Thanks, G. <laughs> Thanks, G. We're gonna sell this shit. Copyright us. <laughs> all right, Evo. Tangentially. We did it. No. That's the episode. We're all done. Sorry, I was was talking into our award again. (laughs) It is hard to distinguish. It looks like a real microphone. It really does. Um, Evbo, I am just delighted. This is a new world for us. Yeah, we're a whole new world. It's a new network. It's a new album. It's a new. Dare close your eyes. I'm not fucking going to. You've told me that so many times now. Because I'm going to come at you as soon as your (laughs) eyes are closed. Uh, you're one of those Blink Angels? Yeah, from Doctor Whom. Doctor Whom. It's the only Doctor Who episode I've ever seen. It's only two or three. Is Blink one of them? Yes. Of course. <laughs> Blink yeah. is the one that everyone has seen. Well, it's the one reason. that convinced me I wanted to watch two more Doctor Who episodes. And then, <laughs> and then I watched two more Doctor Who, and I'm like, yeah, this seems like it's a good show, but it's not for me. <laughs> right. Um, Evbo, what do you have to plug this week? Doctor Who. Okay. It is a famous British sci-fi show that uh, the fans are called Whovians, and they're, it's quite a, quite a lively fan community, and everyone seems to like it quite a bit. <laughs> I love so if you haven't had a chance to watch Doctor Who, give it a chance. The idea of plugging Doctor Who, it's like, what do you have to plug? Mm, M&M's. Does anybody <laughs> not know about them yet? If not, they're little chocolates. You'll love them. <laughs> like, yeah, Doctor Who, uh, I think everybody's got it. Really? Everyone? Who doesn't? Who well, listens to our podcast? Who yeah, I'm trying to think of like I was just thinking of like a Venn diagram the between our podcast. Is, is there massive. anyone out there who's listened to our podcast who has never heard of Doctor Who? <laughs> the answer is no. Please email us. Yeah, please email us or use the hashtag Doctor Who <laughs> with seven question marks. 
<laughs> the question marks don't matter in the hashtag, so you're just contributing to the Doctor Who hashtag. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're It's All Been Done Manic Ladies Podcast or Been Done Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. You can contribute to the Orange Groves Patreon, patreon.com slash the Orange Groves. Do it, Mega City. Mega City, Tokyo. The last Megalopolis. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Evan. I'm Saker. Oh, I'm Evan. And we'll see you again. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. 